And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump Baseball Podcast, Season 4, Episode 31. Today is Monday, September 10th, 2018. Thank you for listening. Broadcasting in from the town of Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me this afternoon, back from his overseas voyages, is Sam. Sam, how you doing? Sabbatical. (laughs) He's tenured, so he gets that. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing well, Joel. It's good to be back. Uh, My hot take for the evening is that while I was traveling in Ireland, I was lucky enough to be there during the... Uh, hurling World Cup, uh, the hurling finals tournament. Um, and hurling, for people who don't know, is the national sport of Ireland. And it's kind of like a mixture between uh, field hockey and uh, lacrosse. Well, it's kind of like, it's more like rugby and baseball are mixed together. So mm-hmm. it's like a contact sport. Everyone has a bat and the whole point of the game is to like whack the ball with your bat through the wickets. And it makes American football look like European football. <laughs> and then it makes European, like American football look like a bunch of dandy men who are just like pretending to be hurt all the time. <laughs> um, it's brutal. Uh, so how I just bring that up because American football started this week. Right. And, it's like not even half as violent as it could be, turns out. How much hurling did you get to watch when you were in Ireland? Just that one one match. Who was it between? It was between Limerick and Galway. And who won? Uh, <clears throat> Limerick. Yeah. It was a huge upset. Oh. I can't remember who won, actually. I think Limerick beat Galway, and it was a big upset. Okay. Um, but I think it was also a match... A rematch from the finals last year as well. Oh, nice. So that's some Cavs-Warriors shit going on. Right. <clears throat> Who is and, there's, uh, and it's interesting because there's two stadiums in Dublin. And they're 80,000-person stadiums. Mm. And the one is like sports and concerts and whatever. And then the other one is only for Gaelic sports. Cool. So there's hurling, and then there's also Gaelic football, which is kind of like rugby, but they play it kind of with a soccer ball, and they also might have weapons of some sort. (laughs) Like, everyone has a pistol, I think. Um, (laughs) And and it's kind of like a mixture between, like, rugby and American football and, like, soccer and marksmanship. And uh, it's... So, but anyway, they had, and then the other one they play soccer at, but, you know, the Gaelic football, the Gaelic Sports Association one, they they don't allow any of the goddamn English sports, you know? Right. Colonial sports. Yeah, the colonial sports, mm-hmm. they don't allow. So they had to do a massive renovation on the one where they played football, like soccer. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, can we just play our matches in this other stadium while we're doing renovations and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And they eventually did let them play, but it was after millions and millions of euros had, like, <laughs> changed hands. That's that's cool. So, so wait, were you in a, a pub when you watched the hurling yeah, championships? Pub. And who was the crowd for? Were they excited about the upset? Uh, I was in Northern Ireland at the time, and I believe that the crowd was mostly pulling from Galway. Oh. I feel like they're the more popular of the two teams. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's weird. The scoring is strange because there's two diff- each team has two different scores. And so, oh, and this is pretty awesome too. You can score either by hitting the ball, like smashing the ball through the, the goal with your stick, like a soccer goal, and then, or you can smash it through the uprights like a field goal. Oh, okay. So those are the two different scores. Do they count the same? What's that? Do they count the same? No. The one, if you put it through the low goal, it's like three points, I think, and the high goal is one point. Oh. Oh, because the low goal is easier to block? Is that why? Well, there's a goalie. Uh-huh. So you kind of have to, and there's like a bunch of people in the field, so you kind of have to be like closer to hit it through the low goal. Uh-huh. Whereas you can basically hit it. Because, you know, if you got a good swing, it's like yeah. baseball and a bat, and you, yeah. these guys just whack it through the uprights from three-quarters of the way down the field if they want to, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Uh-huh. <clears throat> but the funny thing about this is that I was watching, and I was like, oh, there's no goalie. And then the guy was like, oh, yeah, no, there's there's a goalie. And there is a goalie, but it's not like he wears any special pads or anything. Uh-huh. It's like some poor sucker who's like, standing in front of the goal that everybody is like smashing line drives at as hard as they can and he has to like block it you know what i mean but it's not like you know hockey goalie for example is in a similar sort of position but they're like completely covered in armor and this guy this poor sucker well i only can assume is the guy who did like the worst at practice that week like has to be just stand there and take it kind of what kind of ball are they using it's like a hard round. It's like a squash ball, except for I think okay. it's harder. Oh, it's like man. a golf ball kind of. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to watch some of this. How does it compare to Quidditch? Uh, well, it's a little bit less fantastical, <laughs> but like a lot more violent. Okay, I'm into that. I'm into that. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's really brutal. Nice. It's like, I don't even understand how people play it, or why they would even. Nice. Well, we'll have to get back into some Gallic sports, talk more about international sports. Um, our third Eli may be joining us at some point in this podcast. He said he was, but we've been texting him, just sending him gifts for about 45 minutes now. Trying to get him to pick up his phone. Hopefully he's in some kind of very important business meeting. And his phone is just going off right now with ridiculous baseball gifts. And he has to keep apologizing to his important business partners. I don't know what Eli does for work. I just assume he has important business partners. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I don't think so. He's a, <laughs> he's a journalist. Correct. Uh, my hot take for the week, like Sam mentioned, uh, American football got started. The NFL got started this weekend. The Chicago Bears opened up at the Green Bay Packers, managed to build themselves a 20 to nothing lead in the third quarter, and lost 24-23, to which was a pretty hilarious thing to watch on the Twitter machines because you saw all these Chicago sports fans get their hopes incredibly high to the point where they were saying that they were going to the Super Bowl this year, only to have them crashed, crushed by Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> which honestly is the most Chicago Bear thing I think I've ever witnessed. <laughs> well, it was like when the Chicago White Sox started off their season right. three. And I was like, this is it. This is our year. <laughs> and that's the equivalent. The football equivalent is like, of three games is like a quarter. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> um, well, and the White Sox also, as you know, had a splendid week because their new rookie pitcher, Michael Kopech, had a UCL tear. And now will be ready for spring training 2020. Right. Yeah. And who knows what kind of shape he'll be in at that point. That is bad. I tried to be a realist about things like this, but <laughs> that is really, really bad. So yeah. not really a stellar week in uh, the Chicago sports scene. Even a bad week for Cubs fans. The Cubs lost uh, back-to-back games against the Washington Nationals, uh, and now they've got to make up a rain delay. All these Cubs fans were furious regarding uh, the rain delays against the Washington Nationals. So. Cubs still have a two-game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers, and they start a set with the Brewers, I believe, tonight. I think they've got a three-game set Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I'm not predicting this, but if the Brewers end up sweeping, they're in first place in the NL Central. Right. So you've had it here first. Joel is predicting uh, Brewers sweep of the Cubs. Back on that. Back on that bandwagon. Brew crew. Go Blue Crew. Wisconsin. Um, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, I'm not signing off. I just want to recognize everybody who listened in two weeks ago when Eli and I were holding down the fort. Um, so, and I think, I think the algorithm is broken. I think the algorithm is broken, Sam, because according to SoundCloud.com, our number one listening city last week was Dublin, Ireland, where you were at. Right. You're saying you listened to three quarters of one episode. Yeah. And you weren't going around to the bars yelling at people, telling them to download the podcast. I didn't go to many bars in Dublin when I I was in Dublin at all. Actually, I was working. I was catering a wedding there. Oh, well, Um, maybe everyone at the wedding was listening to the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Uh, It's very possible, actually, because they were all my friends were there. So maybe they just listened to it anyway, and they they were listening to it while they were there. Um, but I, I would like to throw out that maybe I just kind of have that sort of star power swagger that just, like, by me being there, it got promoted to, like, the front page, maybe, you know? Right. The Dublin Times or whatever the... 
Right, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's like, there's like, you know, the metadata miners found that my phone was in dub, and they're like, whoa, this guy's here right now. Yeah. We're going to put him in the front of the iTunes store for <laughs> podcasts to listen to. You know? In Ireland only. Well, that's where I was. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, you did listen to our podcast, though, while you were there, and you had some things to say about last uh, our last podcast, right? What right. Was, what was the experience for you? <clears throat> well, I kept wanting to, like, butt in, honestly, because you guys were spouting a bunch of bullshit, I thought. And I wasn't there to... Because you kept podcasting, it was, like, three in the morning, Ireland time. And I was like, yeah, no, totally. And then I was, like, fast asleep by the time you guys started. And... You just kept going on about how the the A's were right. clutch in the late innings because they had such a big run differential in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, and we're talking about how clutch everyone is. But meanwhile, nobody's mentioning how like really good the A's bullpen is, which is like a huge thing for run differential. It's right. as much pitching as it is hitting, you know. Mm. And you're there at 3 a.m. in Dublin at a wedding screaming into your phone that we need to talk about Oakland's bullpen. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so so what what you're saying is that we need some kind of call-in option on this podcast. Right. Right. Which would, is impossible because we don't do a lot. Right. <laughs> exactly. Which would require us to do it live. <laughs> um, other cities who listen to us Champaign, Illinois, Brookfield, Vermont. That's you. Yeah, that's me. Uh, London, England, Delafield, Wisconsin, Newburyport, Massachusetts, Everett, Washington, Go Aquasocks. Oh, you were also yeah. saying that we did a. We've already talked about minor league teams with the name Sox in them, but eh, we'll talk about that again. No major league teams. Oh right, when we talked about the stockings, the the red right. white That's stockings, they yeah. like differentiated teams in the beginning. It's because everyone wore the same uniform and different colored socks. Right. We did a whole podcast about that. Right, that was a good one too. You guys should check that out. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was good. Fritz, Texas. Auckland, New Zealand. San nice. Sal- yeah. Kiwis. San Salvador, El Salvador. Salem, Virginia. Centerville, Maryland. Copenhagen. Springtown, Texas. Setagaya, Japan. Uh, cool. Yeah. We got a lot of... A, a wide variety. Like, not a lot of... Uh, concentration but a wide variety Worcester Massachusetts you can listen to my story about the time I've been to Worcester last week Moscow Idaho I have to do a clarifying point about Moscow Idaho they listened to us last week also and when I said thank you Moscow Idaho Eli was confused and thought I said Moscow Period and Idaho, but I did not. I met the town, Moscow, Idaho. Right? right. I just I just gotta clarify that. 
forever. Not Moscow, Russia. Not Moscow, Russia, and the state of Idaho. I mean the town of Moscow, Idaho. A city in northern Idaho along the state border with Washington with a population of 23,800. That's a big town. Yeah, it's it's probably the biggest town between, like, Spokane and uh, Minneapolis. Um, You know, for northern uh, Idaho. And which university is in Moscow? Is it the University of Idaho? No, that's Boise. That's Boise State. Oh. I think the University of Idaho is in Moscow, but I'm not sure. Um, anyway, shout well, we're out. we're talking Moscow, Idaho here. Right, just to be not clear. Moscow, right, Moscow, Idaho, not Moscow. To be clear, Russia. Joel is not saying that the University of Idaho is in Moscow, Russia. Right. But it, it might, is not. It, it is not. Except maybe. But it might be. It, it might be. In Moscow, Idaho. Right. According to Wikipedia, it is. Yeah, University of Idaho. Home of Yakov Shmunov. He's still alive? Uh, don't know. I don't think so. Well, it would be former home of... (laughs) Yeah, former home of Yakov Shmunov. Who is... Wait, no, wait a minute. No, but Yakov Shmunov is Russian. Right. And so is maybe, alive. Maybe he lives in Moscow, Russia. Right. And maybe he mistakenly went to Moscow, Idaho. Right. Right. And then just lived right. there. Right. Yeah. And that was like the where his he's like, oh, this is nothing like Moscow. Right. In Moscow, you know, insert reverse joke here. Right. I bet the good people of Moscow, Idaho, have never had jokes made about their town before that they're not Moscow, Russia. That's true. This is new territory for them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This also will be the last (laughs) week we get any listens out of Moscow, (laughs) Idaho. (laughs) Moscow, Idaho, home of Dan O'Brien, Olympic and world champion decathlete. Wow. Cool. Uh, home of Doug Reisenberg, retired NFL lineman. Um, home of any other? Those are the only like big sports dudes. Oh, Andrea Lloyd Curry, retired women's basketball player. Oh, famous people come out of Moscow, Idaho. Seriously? Yeah. Shout out to Moscow, oh, Idaho. Semi-famous people. Yeah. I mean, for a town of 23,000, that's pretty good, I feel like. Right, but let's not call, like, a linebacker, a WNBA player, and a decathlete, like, major celebrities, you know? That's a good point. Dan O'Brien, though, if you were like, hey, remember Dan O'Brien without any context, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know Dan O'Brien. He's that decathlete. Well, maybe I would I, I probably would have said, like, long jumper or something. I probably would have forgotten right. that he was a decathlete. I would have said no. <laughs> I don't remember Dan O'Brien. <laughs> I think he was out of the Wheaties box. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was on a Wheaties box. Anyway, shout out to Moscow, Idaho. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. 
Find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. So it's September. Uh, football has started, but baseball is still happening. Um, Red Sox played a series with the Houston Astros this weekend. They dropped two out of three, but one last night. Pretty exciting fashion. They walked it off last night. Did you watch that? No, I was working. Oh. I wasn't working, but I didn't watch it. It was, it was an exciting game. Uh, the Red Sox got out to a 5-1 lead on a three-run home run by uh, Martinez. And then the Astros came back in the sixth. Chased well, they didn't even chase Porcello. Porcello played well. He left with a five-two lead in the sixth, leaving two men on. But then the Red Sox uh, reserves came in, gave up three more runs that inning. Houston tied it five-five. Um, the next inning, the uh, Astros tried a sack fly. To get Altuve home from third, which would have given them a 6-5 lead. Um, but he was called out at the plate. Controversial call. It was uh, reviewed and stood. Houston was not happy about it. I think it was the right call. Pretty close, though. Like, if he'd been called safe, I don't think... It was inconclusive evidence. You know, you know what right. I mean? But he was called out, so they stuck without. So it stayed tied 5-5. And then the Red Sox walked it off in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, and I want to say Ben Attendi hit the uh, RBI. Moreland. Moreland, thank you. Moreland hit the RBI single. Uh, Who threw threw Altuve out at home? Couldn't tell you. Trying to remember. Who's your, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, who's your third baseman? Third baseman? Yeah. Uh, yesterday maybe was either Devers or, uh, Nunez. Mm. No, it was a red, it was a white guy. Brock Holt? That sounds right. It was a bad throw. It was a bad throw because Sandy Leon had to, um jump to get it and then he had to come back down really quickly and might have it was close might have tagged Altuve. Altuve was sliding feet first and leaning back and it looks like Leon barely got him on the hand before he was able to tag um, right but it, it was very close um like, I don't think it was... A, I think it was a fine call, but I think it could have gone either way. <laughs> oh, Eli just woke up. Text for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe Eli will be here. Uh, so we're coming down the home stretch still. It's September. Um, who, who's Boston playing next? Uh, they... Let me check. Yeah, check who they're playing next because they got swept by Tampa Bay, who we might want to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. Those guys are hot, like flaming hot, like hot Cheetos hot. Oh, well, that'll be easy. 
really disappointed in Toronto. Yeah. Um, the shame of Canada. Yeah, they're kind of the shame of Canada right now. Um, I'm still saying that Red Sox Astros should be the ALCS. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think so. Um, I think that they're definitely the two best teams in the AL. Yeah, I think they're the two best teams in the league. I don't think there's anybody in the NL who's better. Right. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this, speaking of Toronto, the Josh Donaldson trade? Have you read anything about this? I have not been following that. I've been seeing the headlines regarding it. What's going on with the Josh Donaldson trade? I don't really know. I was hoping that you could fill me in. No, no. I have no I idea what's going on with rule. that. Basically, he's been on the DL all season, basically. Uh-huh. And then they traded him to the Indians before the after the non waiver trade de- de- trade deadline, but before the waiver trade deadline, which is August thirty first. They trade him on August thirty first. Huh. Okay. He didn't get off the DL, but apparently, according to the rules, a player to be traded via waivers after the trade deadline, needs to be listed as healthy. Huh. I guess. And he was not? I'm not un- I'm not super clear. He, like, made a rehab start on the 29th in the minors. Uh-huh. He played, like, one inning, and then they traded him that same day. Oh, interesting. Or they placed him on waivers that same day. So who picked him up? Cleveland. Okay. A contender. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Some people are upset about it, but it. I I didn't really understand it, so I was hoping you'd be able to. Film no, me. I I can't explain it, and honestly, I can't even explain waivers. What I don't understand is why is there this one trade deadline, and then another trade deadline. Like what? What's right. the point of that? I don't know. Right, baseball's weird. That's that's the only thing I have to say about that. I think that the waiver, the not. I think after the non-waiver trade deadline, there's like, you like lose draft picks or something. Uh huh. Like there's a penalty for making those trades. Okay. I think. Why do they have them then at all? What's that? I don't know. I, why do they have them at all? But you know, I think, that, like, I think that they have to forfeit a draft pick. I could be wrong. I don't know. Let I don't me, want to go on the record yeah, yeah. Let me this. just say that waivers and the exchange of draft picks for players to be named later for guys named Josh Donaldson is probably the least sexy part of baseball. Which, in and of itself, is not exactly the sexiest sport out there. Right. Right. Sabermetrics and all. I would would say that baseball is the sexiest sport out there. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I won't argue with that. Is Eli going to join us? 
I don't know. He's awake. He was asleep. He wasn't in an important business meeting. He was asleep. This is an important meeting. But he did wake up to about 30 GIFs. Or GIFs. Yeah. I go with the hard G, but I'm not a GIF warrior. Yeah. Um, here's the question that I wanted to ask you. Is Aaron Judge is still in rehab, right? Playing for right. AAA? Because he's a cokehead. Okay, sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you heard it here first people Aaron Judge is a fucking cokehead <laughs> but there is a chance that he could be playing for Scranton Wilkes-Barre in their uh, championship series in their triple A league the Rail Riders yeah how pissed would you be to be their opponents and be like god damn it how come Aaron goddamn Judge is in their lineup for the World Series of the AAA. I don't think that they care that much. Don't you think it'd be like bringing in a ringer at the last second? Yeah, no, I do, but I think that people in AAA, like coaches, players, I think everybody involved with AAA baseball only has their eyes on the major leagues. Oh, they're not... They're not excited for this regional not championship it for pride or country or team, okay, or like sportsmanship. You know what I mean? Scranton. Like everyone only cares about their individual stats. Like maybe the managers care because like that gets them a job in the majors if they like win the championship. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But I don't feel like I don't feel like anyone. I don't. I think that. I don't even understand why they have, like, championships in the minor leagues. Hey, it's Scranton Wilkes-Barre versus Durham for the Governor's Cup. The Durham Bulls. Man. Paw Sox, Blank Rail Riders, 3-0 in PNC Field regular season finale. Is that in... I'm just on the Scranton... I'm just on the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders homepage right now. Get your nice. get your New York Yankees and Rail Riders gear. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm trying to find. Yeah, and the picture the the, like all these Yankees are playing for Scranton Wilkes-Barre in the. Governor's Cup, which is the minor league world series right now. Domingo Germain is their starting pitcher tonight. Who's that? Is he a major league pitcher? Yeah, he started a bunch this year for the Yankees. Uh, so the Yankees are just like stacking yeah, the minor league. That's what I'm saying. The... Yeah, <laughs> they're sending all their minor that's leaguers that's down. Fucking Yankee move, just, isn't it? It's just like just so <laughs> shitty. Of... Just so they can win like... this. This, uh, yeah. Just so they league. can stick it to Port Durham. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who are they, the AAA affiliate? Uh, Tampa Bay, which I don't understand because that movie came out way before the Tampa Bay Rays existed. They're the Tampa Bay AAA team? Yeah. Yeah, Jermaine is uh, two and six this year for the Yankees with a five six eight ERA. Started thirteen games, so he's not Damn. very good major league 
pitcher, but he is a major league pitcher. Right. Yeah. Um. Any other teams you want to talk about in specificity? <clears throat> well, I think that. I mean, the playoff picture is really kind of coming into clarity. Like, I don't think that. I don't think that there's a whole lot of close races left, right? There's the NL Central there. Oh, the NL still, there's still a lot of doubt left in the National League. That's something Eli and I talked a little bit about two weeks ago, and it remains in doubt. Like I said, the Cubs are only two games ahead of the Brewers, but uh, that's, you know, not nothing. The AL West, uh, not the AL, the NL West is really interesting. Hold on, let me pull this up to make sure this is still true, because as of last night, the LA Dodgers had the best run differential in the National League, and were out of the playoff picture entirely. Um, the LA Dodgers. The LA Dodgers, and that is still true as of this moment. The Dodgers are seventy-eight and sixty-five. They are half a game behind the Colorado Rockies for the lead in the NL West. They are one game behind the St. Louis Cardinals for the number two wild card spot, and they have a run differential of plus. 132 on the season, which is better Mm. than the Cubs, who are the second-best run differential in the league. The Colorado Rockies, the current NL West leaders, with a record of 78-64 and on the season, have a run differential of minus 11, which is insane. And still in the hunt, technically, are the Arizona Diamondbacks, they are two games behind the Dodgers, two and a half behind the Colorado Rockies, with a record of 76 and 67. So you have three teams still fighting for the NL West. Right. And they are all, all, they are all also still competing for the wild card. Right now, the NL wild card is both central teams. Milwaukee has the first wild card with a record of 82-62, and 62, and the St. Louis Cardinals have the second wild card with a record of 79-64. and 64. And the Brewers play the Cubs tonight. Cubs have an 83-59 and 59 record. That's two games ahead of the Milwaukee Brewers. There's a couple of National League teams the top or near the top with negative run differentials. Yeah, Philadelphia and Philadelphia. Colorado. Yeah. And Colorado, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot. And we've talked about this uh, kind of... We keep coming back to this, how in the American League you have a handful of elite superpowered teams and then a whole bunch of really shitty baseball teams. Whereas in the National League, you have a much more equitable distribution of talent. A whole lot of teams between 71 and 81 wins right now. 
and you could have six or seven teams finish in, you know, high 80s, just short of 90 wins. And you're not going to get that in the AO. Right. So, um, that's, that's pretty... Well, I don't know if that's interesting or not, but it is what it is. Now, the one team that I do want to talk about just for a minute here is the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays have a record right now of 78-64. and 64. The Rays, of course, uh, I'm going to call them the MLB affiliate of the Durham Bulls. How about that, Tampa Bay? They are currently outside of the playoff picture in the AL. They've got a record of 78-64, and 64, eight games behind the Oakland A's for the second um, wild card in the AL. However, in the month of August, the Rays have been lights out. Let me pull this up. They have beaten the Indians. They have beaten the Yankees. They have beaten the Red Sox. They now have a run differential of plus 62. And I believe that almost... The entirety of that run differential has come in the last month. Over the last 10 games, they're 8-2, and two, so they've picked up 3 on the Mariners. They picked up 1 on the A's. They picked up 3 on the New York Yankees, and they picked up 2 on Boston. Uh, I forget where I heard this. I think it was on the MLB Ringer podcast, but I may be mistaken, that if the season... And this, Meaningless, I guess. If the season were 180 games long, the Tampa Bay Rays would make the playoffs. They are the hottest team right now in baseball. Um, but 180 games, like, that's like a if, ridiculous... Yeah, the, the, the point being that if they had enough time, they right. would eventually catch the other playoff teams. Right. Uh, just because they've been... The season was like six thousand games right. long, then you know Miami would win the World Series. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, no, I I do know what you mean. If the game in a ten thousand game season, the Chicago White Sox are the world champs. You know, right? <clears throat> Did, yeah. Oh no, XLB was gonna have every inning be a game. That was that right. was the plan. Um. Since August 20th, since August 19th, <coughs> 15, 16, 17, and 3. The uh, Rays have won 17 out of 20. As of August 14th, after they lost at the Yankees, the Rays were sixty and fifty nine, and they are now seventy eight and sixty four. Nice. They have uh, swept Kansas City in four, swept Red Sox in three, took two out of three from Cleveland, took two out of three from Toronto, and swept Baltimore again. Oh no, just swept Baltimore one time. But you got. I mean, there's a little bit of a caveat in there in that you're 4-0 against the Kansas City Royals and 3-0 against the Baltimore Orioles, so that'll pad your stats against anyone. But 
You also beat the Red Sox and the Indians in that stretch. So right. now the Rays get Cleveland at home, Oakland at home, before a road trip to Texas and Toronto. Then they end their season with seven games at home, four against the Yankees, and three against the Toronto Blue Jays. So they're not making, let's just say, they're not making the playoffs, but they are making, they are making some noise here at the end of the season. Right. <clears throat> Which could be momentum that they carry in the next season. Right. You know, it's always good to end the season strong, even if you suck. Sure. And my right. question, though, has also been this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Strategy of the opener that Tampa Bay has started using, where their starting pitcher will pitch maybe three innings, and then they'll pull him. Is that every game? Uh, I believe so. Oh, okay. So they don't have any starting pitchers. They They're, just they, only have bullpen people. They, yeah, they basically, yeah, they don't use pit... Yeah, I'm, how am I trying to say this? So... No, they, I mean, that's not entirely true. This guy, Yanni Chirinos, pitched six and a third innings against Baltimore yesterday. But there was some controversy around that. Hmm. They went to a Mets game yesterday. Uh-huh. And they won, but they suck. Uh-huh. Uh, but they did that same strategy. It was a bullpen session. And it was... It was an interesting game, actually, because I was really pumped. Uh, I got these tickets for my birthday from my girlfriend. We went to this game, and Jacob DeGrom was pitching. He was, like, scheduled to pitch, and I was, like, super pumped because he's having this kind of incredible season, right? Uh-huh. And, <clears throat> and it was a real shitty weather day, and they scratched him from his start because apparently he's made out of sugar. <laughs> and can't handle a little bit of a drizzle because he'll melt. <clears throat> Let's just say he wouldn't handle what himself very well on a hurling pitch. Let's just say that. Uh, anyway, they did that same uh, strategy where they've started some reliever. And then when they put the lineup up on the big board, everybody booed because everyone who was there had come to see DeGrom pitch. Sure. And the Mets suck this year. God, they're terrible. Yeah. And and so the only kind of thing they have going for them this year is this one guy who's having a real kind of like career season. Uh, and and so everyone like came to see him, and then they didn't even play him. So anyway, it was a good game. It was a fun game. It was nice. There weren't a whole lot of people there. Um I found out how much I really hate Todd Frazier. Yes. God, I hate that guy. Yeah. What did he do during the game? Oh, nothing. I just kind of put it all together finally in my head about yeah. that guy yeah. during this game. Oh, what it was is his walk-up music was Frank Sinatra. Oh. That's what, that was the straw that broke the camel. <laughs> What kind of fucking asshole gets pumped up to Frank Sinatra? You know what I mean? Yeah, but did the Mets fans eat that shit up? No, I don't think so. Oh, I really? mean, maybe. Maybe it was but a, like maybe when he was with the Yankees, he started doing yeah, maybe. that. That sounds like a real Yankees move. 
Right, but it's like, I don't know, I feel like Frank Sinatra is the music of, like, urban white racists. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel, and, I mean, Todd, Todd Frazier used to play for the White Sox, and he was always fan favorite with the White Sox. And I was, because, you know, uh, there's a lot of urban racism going on with the White Sox fan base also. And I always, like, personally, I had nothing against uh, Frazier until I realized how absolutely popular he was. And I was like, this guy is not good. Why does right. everybody... He's bad at baseball. He's bad at baseball. Yeah. Why does everybody lose their shit over this guy? Yeah. Um, uh, let me lay it out for you, Joel. All right? it, yeah. His walk-up music is Frank Sinatra. His nickname is the Todd Father, huh. which is horrible. Yeah. Like fucking kill me now. Yeah. His Twitter handle is Flavor Frage. Right. Okay. Uh, he's responsible for co-opting the legitimate thumbs down protest of that Mets. Oh, he did that. Uh, yeah, that was him. Ah, yeah. <laughs> During the quote-unquote Rays home game that was played at City Field and was just against the Yankees that was just jam-packed with Yankees fans. Uh-huh. Fucking horse shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and also he used to play for the Yankees. And also he's not good at baseball. He's not that good at baseball. That's my big right, thing about like, him. He's like a mediocre baseball player. Yep, yep. All right, guess which state... He was born in New Jersey. Uh huh. Yep, New Jersey. That is yeah. correct. He is. It's on his, it's on his Twitter. Yeah, name. I bet. Oh, okay. He's he's proud to be from New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. There's another one. He's a proud New Jerseyan. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah. I feel That's like if you're from New Jersey, you have to at least be apologetic. You know. Yeah. You have to be like, oh, you know, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. Is it Mike the Weatherman Trout from New Jersey also? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And they kind of look alike, too. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking when I was just looking at pictures of Todd <laughs> Frazier. He's like a shrunken, shriveled-up version of Mike the Weatherman Trout. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably like a... <clears throat> I don't know. There's like some Jersey Shore genetics lab that's just like... <laughs> Pumping out buzz-cut white boys who play sports, you know? Frazier is a fan of fellow New Jerseyan Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. To hell with Todd Frazier. Yeah, that guy's on the shit list. Yeah, he's That's like... The opposite of the dump on the ump All-Stars is that yeah, guy is yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have a second career as an umpire. Oh, like, he looks like an Yeah, he looks like an umpire. He looks like a fucking umpire. Yeah, he's got Greatest that... Greatest insult of all. He's got that punchable jaw. Right. Yeah. And then that dead New Jersey stare. Right. Uh-huh. And the, like, unwavering belief that he can't be replaced by a computer. Which he can. <laughs> Newsflash, buddy. You all Newsflash, can be... Newsflash, <laughs> asshole. You can all be replaced by computers. God, it, it's just me- mediocrity. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's the fact that he revels in mediocrity. Yeah. Worst Frasier ever, also. Worst Easily. Like, think of all the, like, Walt Frasier. Uh, Brendan Frasier. Brendan Frasier. Frasier from the TV show Frasier. Um, uh, Joe Frasier. He probably takes first place in my Frasier ranking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you imagine being like, <clears throat> well, my last name's Frasier, and Brendan Frasier is so much better than I am. Right. Right, you know exactly. I, mean? I, am, I am so not as awesome as Brendan Frasier. Right. Because yeah. I'll give Brendan Frasier some props, but most of the shit he's done is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Or just mediocre. I mean, what we're yeah, talking here, right. I think, is the, like the ultimate levels of mediocrity. Damn, he hasn't hit here his last one, two, three, four, five seasons in the major leagues. Oh no, this is only his last three seasons. He split last season between Toronto. I mean, he split last season between the White Sox and the Yankees. So 2016, 2017, 2018, playing with the White Sox, the Yankees, and the Mets. He hit 225, 213. 226. Yeah, that's right. not good. Right. Yeah. And he, like, hit a lot of home runs one of those years, right? That's, like, he's been riding that home run. Yeah, tw- in 2016, he hit 40 home runs with the White Sox. Right. But and had, batted, like, 220. 225. His OPS, his OPS was 767, and that's with 40 home runs. Right, right. Yeah. His, his OPS plus, that, that year, his OPS plus, after hitting 40 home runs, his OPS plus was 107. Damn. His OPS plus this year, you're going to love this. Guess what his OPS plus this year is? 200 and, like... No, 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 no. OPS plus... It's ex- uh, it's exactly one hundred, which is which is by definition average. Right. Yeah. He. Oh, I do love that actually. Yeah. <laughs> he the is most, the most mediocre yeah, man he, in baseball. Yeah. Somehow he still has a two point six WAR. I'm not sure how that works. If you are by definition average at hitting, I don't know how your WAR can be above zero, but it is. Anyway, yeah, to hell with Todd Frazier, but yeah, we're gonna have to have, we're gonna have to have power rankings of Frasers. Um, okay, I want to talk <laughs> a little football here since it's fo- football. Okay. Are we gonna talk about tennis though? Because that's oh, like do you the- want to talk about tennis? I I Good. go for it. you start us off. I have nothing con- constructive to add to that conversation. Okay. But you you go ahead and I'll comment. U.S. Open we're talking about, the women's final. Yeah. Uh, For any of those of you who haven't heard about this, which um, you probably have at this point, Serena Williams was playing this Japanese girl whose name I can't remember. Naomi. uh, I'll Google it. Dang, I had this too. Because was this who Bob was telling us about? Maybe. Because I feel like there's only so many Japanese tennis players on the circuit right now. Yeah. And, and Bob was telling us about one of them. 
Okay, right. go ahead. Let me tell you a little something about Naomi something or other. Yeah. Just as a little backstory to this, what happened here in this U.S. Open final. Uh, she's 20 years old. She is the first Japanese tennis player, male or female, to make it to a uh, World Cup, no, sorry, Grand Slam final match. Uh, grew up worshipping Serena Williams. Literally, her professional career goal was to play in a match against Serena Williams. Can I just say that I googled U.S. Open and I've scrolled down to the bottom and it, there's no mention of her name, the woman who actually won the U.S. Open? Go on. Go on. Go on. Naomi Osaka. There it is. Naomi Osaka. Yeah. Uh, so she's, you know, she's young. Not, not like super young for female tennis players, but uh, she's 20. You know, she's a young person. Yeah. Um, and playing against her idol in the U.S. Open final, which is like, if you're, you know, if you're a baseball fan as a child, you dream about like yeah. being at the plate in the bottom of the ninth inning in Game Seven of the World Series, like with a chance to win the game. You know yeah. what I mean? To like win the series. That's off, your dream. Off of Landy Johnson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Or you know whoever whoever the horrible Yankees pitcher is at that time. Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then, but, you know, if you're tennis, it's like, I want to play Serena Williams in the U.S. Open final. Like, this is it. This is the yeah. shit for this girl. You and know what I mean? Serena Williams is 35, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for context, Osaka would have been 5 or 6 when Serena Williams became famous. Right. Yeah. Okay, go on. Um, and so... She wins the first set, Osaka, wins the first set pretty handily, 6-2. Kind of cruises, really. Playing really good tennis, beating Serena Williams handily. Uh, In the second set, they're, I think, either tied or maybe Osaka is up a game. And then the umpire gives Serena Williams a warning about getting coaching from her coach in the stands, which is against the rules. You can't get coached by your coach during a match. Right. Um, And we'll go into that later. But, so, Serena loses her shit at the umpire. It's like, you can't accuse me of cheating. No one's ever accused me of cheating. I've been playing, you know, you know, for however long. Like, don't come at me, like, with that shit. And then, and then I think... Uh, he dings her again, right? Dings her again, which costs her a point. Right. For, like, talking back to him or something. Yeah. Um, and... And and then she's playing, and then she gets frustrated. Gets frustrated. Right. So they were tied at that point. They she loses a point, mm-hmm. and then loses that game. So she's down a game, and then in the next game, 
she gets frustrated with like a miss or like an unforced error or something yeah. and obviously is still angry about this thing before <laughs> and smashes her racket on the court. Right. Which is another violation in the same vein as her previous point violation. Right. Then loses her an entire another game. That, which is a lot. Which, right? is a, which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and so she's then now down two games. And then she wins the next game, which is her service game. And then she loses the final game to Osaka, mm-hmm. who... Um, uh, and who wins the match and the and the the set and the match? So that's the end of the match, right? Right. And then, um, and then she. So then everybody in the stands is like booing, and they're booing so loud that Osaka said that she couldn't even hear what the person presenting her with the trophy said because right. the people were booing so loud, <clears throat> which is just shitty. Right. And, and you know how I feel about Serena Williams. I'm a big fan, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Huge fan. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think that she's, like, one of the greatest champions of in athletics ever, you know? Yeah. And I think that she has... Uh, I think that she's faced, you know, a shitload of, like, discrimination and adversity in her career. Well documented. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, you know, tennis establishments never liked her. She didn't play on the junior circuit with her sister. They kind of came in, started dominating. Everyone hated them. They're, like, giant black women in kind of, like, a petite white woman sport, you know? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so... All that being said, she also has a long history of, like, flipping out at umpires when she's getting beat. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. And, and so I don't think the umpire was... The umpire acted inappropriately. Yeah. I didn't watch the match, but from everything I've read, it seems like the umpire acted inappropriately or maybe a little too heavy-handed maybe had a little bit of a vendetta against Serena Williams, uh-huh. right? Right. And they, like, I read this whole thing today about how there's, like, this long history of this guy, uh, or it wasn't, like, a long history, but, like, tennis players flip out at umpires pretty often. Yeah. yeah. Or not, like, often, but it's not an un, you know, and so there was just this whole thing about all these times that male players have screamed right. at him, hasn't given them penalties. Um, and then... You know, after the match, Serena's coach was like, "Yeah, I was definitely coaching." <laughs> he said that, and he's like, "But he's like, but all coaches do it, and it doesn't mean that she was even looking at me." You know what I right. mean? Like, uh, yeah, I heard that also. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't think that. I think that I think that what the story should be is that this girl beat Serena Williams. Yeah. Like, that should be the story. And and I don't really appreciate it, all these people who are like, the umpire stole the match from Serena. Right. Because I feel like that's totally unfair to this other girl. Yeah. Like, I don't think that that umpire should probably get to do big Anything. matches like that anymore if yeah. he can't, like, handle yeah. a champion, like, screaming at him. Like, he probably shouldn't be allowed to be in the high-pressure matches anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. 
that probably should happen. But like to say that he stole the match from Serena completely negates the accomplishment of this kind of amazing, yeah, you know, young superstar in the making. Like, how bad does she feel on what should be the greatest day of her fucking life? <laughs> she said you know she I mean? said how bad she felt. Yeah. Yeah, I felt really bad for her because all those fans were booing at right. the umpire during the award ceremony and Serena Williams had to tell them to stop booing. Right. Because it was overshadowing Osaka's accomplishments. Right. And I think so I think even I think that she wins without that happening, she still wins. I think she I think wins so too. Square. Probably. Yeah. But giving away an entire game, right? Should not have happened. Should not have happened on an etiquette rule. Right. Essentially. Yeah. In the US Open final. That right. should not have happened. That's ridiculous. There is I think you do have a point where Serena Williams seems to get frustrated when she knows she's getting outplayed. Then right. sometimes that shows up. But the umpire shouldn't have done what the umpire did. No, definitely not. Right. I am in no way trying to... Right. I just think that, like, too many people are saying that that match was stolen from Serena Williams. Right. I think I don't feel like anybody is bringing up the fact that she, like, has a history of, like, sounding off on umpires when she's getting beat. You know what I mean? Right, because she gets frustrated. That makes sense. But Um, it's not, not like, just her thing. It's like... Yeah, yeah. Everyone does that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wanted to say two things. Oh, the first is about Osaka, and this is a media framing thing. She keeps getting billed as Japanese. She's Japanese Haitian. Oh. Which lots of people don't mention. I think I think she's a Japanese national. I think her citizenship is Japanese. But she has one parent who's Japanese and one parent who is Haitian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that is really interesting that that kind of got whitewashed in a right. sense. Well, yeah. Um, the other point, and you kind of alluded to this, is the relationship between the Williamses, but especially Serena Williams, and U.S. tennis. In the sense that the parallel I'm going to draw is Tiger Woods, where she is the sport of tennis right now. People watch right. tennis to see what Serena Williams is going to do. Is she going that's to win? Not true. You don't that's think not that's true? true? Same okay. Way as, as Tiger Woods, she's okay. like not even the most famous person in tennis. Okay, because she just happens to be an American. Okay, so internationally, she's not. Is it? It's definitely Roger Federer. Okay. Yeah, by far. Never mind then. I was going to say, I don't understand why... I mean, I've got to guess, but I don't understand why tennis authorities seem to be so antagonistic towards Serena Williams when I feel like she's a golden egg for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you're saying, well, no, it's really Federer and the men and... European, you know, if it's more an international sport, whereas golf is more centered in the U.S. Mainly, I just think, yeah. I think that... I'll shut up. I'll shut up. No, I think that 
I mean, Serena is definitely super famous internationally as well. Uh-huh. But like, uh, like tennis isn't that popular in the states. You right. know what I mean? It's it is very popular in other countries, mm-hmm. and whereas I feel like golf is not like super popular anywhere. Right? You Maybe know? England is it popular in England? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. Not as like a spectator sport. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but and so the reason that it, it seems so like Serena centric in this country is because she's an American. You know. Gotcha. But internationally, internationally, men's tennis is more popular than women's tennis. I think. Yeah. Uh. And Roger Federer is like the man. Just, massive superstar yeah yeah all and it's because he like he speaks like a million different languages so he like does all the interviews without a translator you know Mm -hmm. that's interesting swiss swiss dude (laughs) all right uh we're out of time um did you have anything else you wanted to mention in the Uh, last like america i feel like the nfl is going down yeah yeah, let's yeah, let's which I should talk about next time. But well, let's do a few minutes because here was just watching the first. Uh, okay, let me tell you my experience on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't usually watch NFL football, but I figured, hey, we're gonna do a podcast. I might as well. So I turned on CBS. I watched the end of Cincinnati Bengals versus Indianapolis Colts. Cincinnati won. Fine, whatever. I don't care. So then right. they switch us over to, okay, now we're going to tune in to the last three minutes of the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns have not won a football game since the year 2016. Uh, And they were tied 21-21 with their division rival and successful Pittsburgh Steelers. First game of the season. It's exciting. It's in Cleveland. It ends in a... Regulation ends twenty one twenty one. I I get to watch the coin flip for the overtime period, and then it cuts and goes right. back to the CBS studio, and they say we cannot show you the rest of this game because of our contract policies with the NFL. We will right. tell we will keep you updated and tell you who wins, which is the stupidest fucking policy. I think the NFL could possibly come up with. Oh, you've got the rights to show the game up until the end of regulation? That makes no sense whatsoever. So we won't, we won't, I think if you had NFL Network, you could have watched the overtime period because the NFL had the rights to that. So the NFL does not give away the rights to the overtime period. And then that's okay, though, because the game ends in a tie. So the, right. the Browns have ended their losing streak, but still have not won a game. They are, oh, yeah, won, yeah. They're 0-0-1. Oh, oh, and, <laughs> so, right, and it's also, like, their best start to a season yeah. in, like, in, like, 15 years or something. Right, because they're 0-0-1 oh, oh, instead of 0 oh, like, didn't lose the first game <laughs> of the season. <laughs> so that was just, that was my microcosm of why the NFL is terrible. For yeah. so many reasons. Like, the overtime rules are stupid, their broadcast rules are stupid, and their product is boring. Right. Um, 
And the, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, on Twitter, I, just watching all these people watching the NFL and just getting angry. Like people, on, if in my non-scientific survey, people do not enjoy watching the NFL. It makes them mad. Right. Like people watch baseball and they'll complain about it on Twitter, right? They'll complain about the managers or the umpires or the teams. But then they'll be like, hey, this is great. I'm having fun. I'm watching baseball. This is great. Right. I people, love baseball. I love baseball, right. Yeah. And people don't do that with the NFL. They just get, they just get, like, furious. (laughs) So it does not, it's not enjoyable. And I don't quite understand why people do it. So, yeah, that, that's my hot take. We, we, the NFL season will be long and infuriating for so many reasons. We'll talk a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, we're at one hour and nine minutes right now. Uh, Eli could not get with us, but he texts, you know, he was taking a nap. Nap's he was well, well rested. He's well rested, so we'll get him on this next week. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump. We try to do this uh, once a week. Check us out on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Check us out on Facebook. WordPress. Listen to us on iTunes. Like, subscribe, and rate. Uh, Sam, you ready for next week? Yeah. Ready for playoffs? This is the best time in the sports calendar, man. We didn't I even know. we didn't even talk about college football. I might just start. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> Nobody should talk about college football. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. No reason why we listen to this. Except I was thinking of any given Sunday. My brother. I like that movie. Sit me right down and he talked to me. You just walk on me